0: And how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul Podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website, recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Hello, and welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and I am here with a podcast about recovery, spirituality, positive psychology, and life I started a website called recoveryoursoul.net as a space where we could talk about all these things and I could share my experience, strength, and hope with the goal of providing some nugget, some little piece of positivity or tools to help have a fuller and happier life. I have two and a half years of recovery from alcohol under my belt And my life is remarkably different from where it was to where it is now. And the opportunity that I've had to listen to people's stories and their sharing has given me such strength. And somewhere in it, I'm being led to share my experiences with you. So today is podcast number 10. Oh my goodness, what a journey it has been to get to here. And it just seems crazy that two years ago, when this idea was fermenting in my mind, fermenting and bubbling up, and just having these new ideas, that uh, it just seemed so far away. And it just seemed like it just didn't seem doable or tangible for me. And so to be in this space where it is happening. And the response and the support and the love that I'm receiving from you all is just a marker of my higher power leading me to do this new and really stretchy, (laughs) stretchy space for me to share my life with you. I was um, asking a friend what I should podcast about, and their response was to really maybe talk about just how heavy it feels right now, and how easily we can be inundated with all the negativity that is out there. And I think that's a great thing to talk about. Today is a non-official work day for me. and it is really hard to not want to turn on the news and sort of see what's happening. No matter where we go, there is so much information available to us at our fingertips. And I have to be really cautious about how much I let in from the outside. This continued journey and realization of the powerlessness that I have over the world has been such a gift for me to realize that i can pick and choose how much i'm willing to allow my brain to take in i'm 50 and i think about when i was a little kid and that you know television the only thing you could watch on tv was what your your rabbit ears picked up with the stations the channels And that there were only a few radio stations. And those messages were the same messages that everybody was receiving without much else. So the newspaper, magazines, the library. Oh my goodness, if you wanted to know about something, you had to go to the library You had to go to the card catalog and know whether you're going to look up the subject or the author, and then you had to go and get the book and hope that the book that you wanted was there, that maybe somebody checked it out, and then you had to actually read the content of the book to figure out what it was that you wanted. So uh, full disclosure, not that uh, school smart that I was, and all of that was really a lot for me. (laughs) But now I find myself just wanting to know anything. So I'm sitting in my backyard this morning, listening to the birds and thinking there's fewer bird calls than there were a month ago in the morning. I wonder why that is. And instead of just wondering why that is, you can pull out your phone and you can Google bird calls in Colorado and start reading away. On that kind of information. And I find that to be remarkable. But then I do this thing where then you're reading about the bird calls, and then something pops up about a news story. And then I start reading the news story, and my stress level increases. I can feel my heartbeat raising, I can feel my blood pressure rising. It is really hard out in the world, and that is true, and there is no taking away the complexity of what is really happening, and in my life in the past, there was an aspect of me that didn't want to know what was happening in my own family or in my own relationships and used alcohol as a way to not feel those feelings. So I'm cautious to walk that fine line between not allowing yourself to be inundated with so much of the social media and the news that is just bombarding every second with a new big story. And that place where you just put your head in the sand and want to pretend like none of it exists. Neither one of those are the healthy option. So what is the healthy option? How can we be of the world and be part of the solution and at the same time, offering ourselves self-care and taking care of our mind and our spirit so that we have the energy and the bandwidth to be of service to the world. The news has been crazy for a long time. I think that I have an awareness that there is so much out there and they're all vying for the attention That it's always about like who has the biggest story, who has the most to tell, who can pump it up the most. So, where is the right and true place to get information? And I have to be cautious about not getting too caught up in that. But it's been a while that I have limited the amount of media that I will allow into my life for my own personal health. I'm reminded of the story of 9 11. So, in 2001, On September 11th was my oldest son's fifth birthday. And I was up early to ice the cupcakes for his party at his kindergarten that morning. But I liked to have the Today Show on uh, while I was messing around in the morning and the boys were still sleeping. And I'm icing these cupcakes and saw live the airplanes going into the towers. And I knew immediately that this was a big deal. And I called my mom, who was asleep, and said, you need to turn on the TV. There's something big happening. But I have such a gratitude on some level that that was my son's birthday and that we watched a little bit of the news and I could feel the intensity of that situation And my heart was breaking for the people in New York. But I had kids to take care of. I had to take my son to kindergarten and make his birthday feel special. I had a toddler who was my younger son who was home with me that day. And I didn't want those images in his head. So we watched very minimal amounts of television those days. And I have such a gratitude for that, because I've seen some of the images that happened on those days, and they are awful. And you can't unsee it. And that's a little bit how I feel today, which is, I really want to be aware I want to know what's happening with coronavirus, and I want to know what's happening with Black Lives Matter, and I want to be knowledgeable about what's happening in the world. But I can't stay in a peaceful space and figure out how to best help the world if my adrenals and my whole system is shot with stress. If I can't sleep, then I can't be my best person and be of service to people. So we've made this decision as a family, my husband and I, to limit what we watch. And I've started to just double down on my positive reading and mindfulness meditation. I'm powerless over the big things. But I refuse to be quiet and to allow myself to want to be in the mediocrity of not wanting to do anything about it. So my recovery means that I show up to meetings, although they're online and in little Zoom squares now. It means that I talk to people. I meet with people safely. I do my absolute best to be present for the people in my life and the people around me to try to help them navigate through whatever's happening for them. And just like how I can't fix the pain that's happening in their lives, I can't fix the big problems that are happening in the world. And I can get really overwhelmed with some of those big problems. Social media is a whole other aspect of just how much information is flowing out there. And some of it is just so much rhetoric and pure emotion and fear from the one side to the other side and anger. And to see and feel and hold all that anger can be too much. I listened to a Hidden Brain podcast that talked about how the new social media ability for us to shout out our outrage without any compromise that comes from the other side or discourse or communication really just allows us to hold that outrage and to not have to look in the eyes of the other people that feel a different way and have the ability to understand where their side comes from. And it reminds me of the amazing work that's done with groups like Restorative Justice who bring people together where there is a perpetrator who, or a victim or somebody who, maybe not a perpetrator, but did a crime, and they bring the person that they did the crime to with to present in that situation with them. And the two of them share with each other who they are and how it affected them and, and how they got to where they maybe caused that crime and how the other person felt about it. And the amazing stories that come out of the humanness of seeing each other for the absolute humans that we are, and the forgiveness that comes, and the healing that happens. I want to look into the eyes of the world, and the people in my life, and the people that I don't know. And I want to understand, as human beings, who we are, and how we can help each other instead of continue to hurt each other. And I know the only way that I personally can do that is to be careful about how much I'm putting into my mind, how much pictures of the ugliness that I can keep in my brain were inundated with constant information. So, I'm cautious. I listen to music. I listen to guided meditations. Just like kids with screen time, I have my limit of how much screen time of the outside world I can give myself. And I try to fill that space instead with the things that are going to fill me up and give me strength to be part of the solution. Reading recovery information reading great books, listening to podcasts that give me hope, that give me strength, that fill me with information that gets me excited and fired up about what is happening in my life and how I can be a positive influence in the world. I try to be lighthearted with the people around me My husband says that I now have a sense of humor, and I think I always had a sense of humor, but he seems to think I actually now have one. And he's probably right. Before I did all this personal looking at myself and awareness, I spent a lot of time wanting other people and him to be different. And now we just laugh a lot. But I can't laugh. If I'm allowing myself to only watch what is negative and hard, it's going to be there when I turn it all back on. But I need to be strong in who I am so that I have the strength to do something when I know what is mine to do. I want to be really cautious of not burying my head in the sand. I really want to love everyone around me, even those that I don't agree with. And that can be really hard. So, I'm gonna keep up this new and interesting boundary with myself, to love myself enough to fill myself up and know that when I lean on my higher power and I trust and I believe that there is good at work, that the more positivity that I put into myself, the more positivity will flow out into the world. And that may affect one person who puts positivity out into their world, who may affect another person. And like butterfly wings, we have the strength to change things for the better, to be light and love. That is my goal. And I'm so grateful that I am sober today and that I am not in a place where I feel completely overwhelmed with everything that was happening in my life before. So I'm going to keep doing this work because it's working. And the happiness that I feel now is worth every ounce of time and energy and thought. I'm going to keep doing it. Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you're ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self visit the website, RecoverYourSoul.net, where you can find more about me, Rev. Rachel, book your spiritual coaching sessions, subscribe to receive email updates, and even listen to some of my original music. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage or subscribing on Apple Podcasts or becoming a Patreon member. When you become a member or a subscriber, you're going to receive an extra bonus episode each week, and your support is really appreciated. By following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. We hope that you will follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group to become part of our transformational community. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul.